The car was idling at the side of the road. Cole watched as one of the girls walked back from the front door. She kept her voice low, but she was audible to everyone inside. They won't let her out, she said. Eileen gave Cole a pleading look, to which he nodded. Closing the door behind him, he slowly made his way to the black gate. He rang the bell and, while waiting, recalled what the girls told him. Janina lucked out on her boyfriend. Everything was fine for a couple of months, but then he started getting possessive. Insane, jealous rages over a glance at another guy. Just the other day, they noticed that she had a bruise on her upper arm that her sleeve barely covered. They pieced things together, and well, one of them found out that he picked her up today. They were very concerned and didn't know what else to do. They waited for Cole to pick them up and put him on the spot to get her out. The girls didn't know who else to turn to. Cole listened to them on the car ride over. He asked about where the boy was from and what kind of family he had. The girls only knew he was from another school, just outside of the city. The door slowly cracked open and a middle-aged helper peeked at him. I'm sorry, sir. I can't let her out, the helper said. Cole heard the pain in her voice. He keyed in on it almost immediately. Keeping his eyes level but his posture open, he asked, Could you find a way to get her out, please? The maid looked back towards the house apprehensively. Cole looked in the same direction and added, Tell him I'd like to talk to him. Just talk. Could you lead her out the back? The maid stared back at him and said, See, si, yes, that could work. He went back towards the car and asked if two of the girls could meet their friend on the parallel road just behind the house. Eileen talked to them and got the two tallest ones to go. Cole explained he'd pass by for them afterwards. The two girls agreed and exited the car. Cole watched them walk fast until he couldn't follow them anymore and went through the open black gate. Inside, he saw the young man pacing back and forth. It was apparent that this guy had some pent-up belligerence. Cole slowly made his way up, observing his counterpart and realizing they may not have to resolve this with their fists. Cole had him two to one in sheer mass. He wasn't sure if this man in front of him had any training. But Cole had his roughhousing pastime with brothers and cousins who were boxers and martial practitioners. He reminded himself that there were girls he was accountable for outside. Also, his father's Datsun was under his care. If things took a turn for the worse, he would have to go full tilt without holding back. He started taking deep breaths to oxygenate his body, but not enough to make him dizzy. He could feel his core tightening and his arms tingling. He was fighting to keep his legs from planting themselves. He would need to be able to move. The young man caught sight of Cole and took a step back. His glare melted into something uncertain. It didn't escape Cole. He hasn't fought better or equal, he mused. Cole put both hands up to show he wasn't planning to be aggressive, but his tone of voice said otherwise. 
I'm taking her to the Saturday meetup at the mall. The young man just gaped at him. Cole felt the silence was awkward, but he had to tap into his inner catalog, the negotiator, and the bouncer, to get a damn good message across. Pursing his lips, the gears in his head kicked into overdrive and started throwing out words. Look, it's kinda obvious, this ain't working out, the cold Diego stated. Seems to me, I'm doing you a favor, right? You're not happy with her, and clearly, she's not happy with you. Things aren't working out. The young man deflated a little, but nodded his assent. Cole Duke nodded back and added, Maybe stick to your neck of the woods, yeah? Might be for the best, too. Just between you and me, if I found out one of these girls was being abused. Cole left it hanging. The young man flinched when Cole flexed his arms. Cole turned his back to the man and made his way back to the car. His senses were on the razor's edge since he had no idea how an unstable person would react, but he was betting with all the cards on the table that the young man would stay where he was. Cole was wagering that his self-preservation would trump his maimed pride. Once he was back inside the car, Cole heaved a sigh of relief. He started the car and drove to the other street where the other girls were waiting. He nodded his head towards the maid who then closed the back door. After getting into the back seat, the girls were looking at him expectantly as they held on to Janina's trembling body. He looked at Eileen. We gotta tell the boys. They'll want to know about this. As he slowly accelerated down the street out of the village, he rumbled, more for Janina's sake. Safe. You're safe now. Cole was replaying the extraction in his head over and over again, trying to see if there was another way or a different combination of words to get a better result. Diego walked back to their table in the food court and said, Janina's a bit shaken up, but she'll hang at the car for a bit with a couple of the girls. Cole looked up at him and nodded. You did good, Cole, Duke said to lighten the mood. Pierce was also making his way back to the group. He was returning his phone into his pocket. Diego asked, How did it go? They keeping it on the down low? Pierce nodded. Yeah. The folks are updated and they'll work on the committee back channels to keep an eye on him. He was referring to Janina's former boyfriend. But they're asking us to keep her with us for a few weeks. Seems we're five out of five stars with other families and they trust us. Duke scrunched up his face at that. Look, I don't mind that somehow we're good with the families and especially the girls. But man, what happened to us? We were just a bunch of tabletop dice throwers. Nearby, Tanya overheard Duke's question and piped in. That's kind of my fault. The boys stopped their chatter and looked at her. Tanya just shrugged back at them and smirked. You three are always absolute goofballs during the soiree. It took that guy, she gestured at Cole, for me to look into you. Turns out you all don't have an angle, you know? 
The boys were confused, so she exasperatedly continued. Jocks have one, just one angle when it comes to girls. Preppy types have an almost similar agenda, and it's a status thing. Nerds, well, we know to give them their space. The boys were listening in, but still unsure as to what she was leading to. Tanya gave a loud sigh, sat down with him, and did her best to explain it as simply as she could. So, all of you don't really have an angle or agenda when it comes to us. She was referring to the girls as a whole. You boys, for some reason, love making stories, fantasy or sci-fi stories at that, depending on your game of the week. It's purely fictional experiences, but they're still experiences. You may not know it now. She looked at Diego first, and then the rest of them. Well, some of you. But that means you won't be caught flat-footed when you go out there in the real world. From what I've seen and heard, you act like Cole's buffer. Am I right? Tanya saw Diego nod and then continued. But at the mountain resort, Cole walked the perimeter every night. He talked with the help and security while we were playing icebreaker games inside. I'm guessing this was the first time Cole ever took a girl out of a guy's house, where he kind of stood up for someone else outside of your dice rolling. His agenda... All of your agendas. It isn't a score. It's making sure some narrative isn't messed up, that groups aren't torn apart. It's protecting against the evils of the world. Does that make sense? The boys rocked back on their heels as Tanya dropped the revelation on them. Tanya rolled her eyes. It's how I'm wired. Got to watch for sharks in the water, if you know what I'm saying. I don't play her games or throw dice, but I do listen in. Diego smiled as she slapped his shoulder. You're all good boys, good people. It's how I got so many of the other girls to join our resort trip, and that just made your reputations even more golden. Everyone learned a lot. Life skills put to the test. No accidents. She quickly glanced at Cole while grinning and continued. Well, no bad accidents. Who would have guessed that Cole would score a girlfriend and an honor student at that? Her smile was genuine, and Cole just nodded his understanding. Tanya smirked as she waved at the people who were making their way to the joint table with trays of food. You have no idea how many are so jealous, she said under her breath. Janina was slowly led back to the group, seated in the middle of everyone. She felt safe as she nibbled on some fries. The conversations around her seemed to drive away the darkness. She kept her eyes down, just staring at the food. But her ears were trying to pick out the quiet rumble of the deepest voice she had ever heard. A singular voice that brought her out of a wretched hole and into the light. Back at Eileen's house, after all the other girls were dropped off, Cole was led inside by the hand. He noted that everything seemed too quiet. Her father's car was not in the garage. They crossed the corridor and were soon inside her room. She closed the door and then guided him towards the bed. I have to reward the night, 
for slaying the dragon. Eileen purred as she pushed Cole down. Cole was flustered, but his protests were muffled by a long, deep kiss. When he was able to breathe again, he voiced out, Wasn't much of a dragon. So much smaller than me. Oh, you're a big man. Is that it, Cole? Was it too easy? Wasn't easy for her. It was the furthest thing, Eileen whispered as she nibbled on his ear. Jolts of pleasure streaked from where her lips pulled on his earlobe and seemed to cause his body to get warmer and warmer. A soft groan escaped his mouth as Eileen continued down his neck and more when her kisses traced a line down his torso, lower and lower. Have you ever thought of what else could be easy for you, Cole? Think about it. Cole's eyes closed so he could concentrate on the sensations she was inflicting upon him. 